0: The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today. It's a great day to be talking about what I love to talk about, which is real estate for investors and real estate all throughout northern Nevada for primary residence buyers, too. You know, many times we want to know more about our communities before we buy into that home or into that neighborhood and a lot of people are moving to nevada from other states so i know those of you that are in the home buying process from another state coming to nevada welcome and you need to know about some of the key people that operate in northern nevada today we have great guests that you absolutely need to know more about First of all, we have Randy Thompson joining us on the show. She's the owner of Randy Thompson Consulting. Now, Randy is a specialist in public relations, government relations, strategic planning, writing, and more. One of the things I love about Randy. Is I love reading her articles that she publishes as a commentator in the Reno Gazette Journal. Oh, you can read her articles about once every other week. So stay tuned. We've got some great conversation with Randy Thompson. Joining Randy is Sherry Hill. Sherry is the owner, the president, the CEO of Sage International, doing outstanding work for clients all across the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Sherry is the wealth protection diva. She's going to be talking to us about the value of incorporating your real estate business business before you start buying those properties because once you do, you're subject to some challenges and possibly liabilities because you are now a property owner. And later on the show too, Brian Delisle from Coit cleaning and restoration services is going to be joining us so that he can let us know how sellers can get a better price for their home by having just a few little things taken care of in the house like the carpet stay tuned we will be right back on nevada real estate radio
2: Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Everybody, welcome to Nevada Real Estate
1: Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, enjoying great conversation with industry experts in real estate and related. You know, everything in northern Nevada nowadays is touching real estate one way or the other. The market is booming, new companies are opening up, new people are moving to northern Nevada. It's really a wonderful thing. Unless you're looking to buy a home, then it could be a bit of a challenge. If you're selling a home, woo-woo, you're going to get a good price and you might even get better than a good price if you negotiate the terms properly. We talked to a lady earlier today on our radio show. Her name is Dawn Rickabaugh, and she is the note queen talking about how you can perhaps turn a non-institutional banking situation into a great personal banking situation for you. You can find all of our conversation with Dawn Riccobah at our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. And this afternoon, we're also being joined by two more lovely ladies in the studio. First of all, Sherry Hill. Sherry is the wealth protection diva, the CEO of Sage International. Welcome to the show, Sherry.
0: I'm looking forward to the show and reconnecting with Randy, our our other guest.
1: guest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're all in to this little broadcast. We do have Randy Thompson with us. Randy is a government and public relations specialist, and we're really tickled to have you in the studio this afternoon, Randy. We had a chance to talk to you earlier this week on another project we were working on. But for the benefit of our listeners that maybe don't know who Randy Thompson is, maybe they don't get the newspaper. Let our listeners know who you are, what you do.
3: Well, I do do a column in the Gazette every other Sunday. It's supposed to be one of the conservative voices and i uh, am a political and public relations consultant i do campaign management and i do lobbying at the legislature and i represent primarily small business at the legislature
1: so you like sell the gold panning supplies as opposed (laughs) to actually get a mule and go dig
3: (laughs) i've never heard that analogy but okay i'll go with that
1: (laughs) a lobbyist uh, to me sounds like somebody who tries to convince other people about perhaps a legislation or what's right in an industry? Am I in the right zone there, as far as what I think you would kind of work you do?
3: I like the word convince. I prefer the word educate. Okay. Where we, uh, we'll we sit down with a legislator and talk about what a bill is and mm-hmm. how it'll impact somebody. Mm-hmm. So uh, big issues this year have been minimum wage and paid leave. And, to, and, you know, essentially what those mandates would do to smaller businesses. Um, I represent a lot of locally owned and operated businesses who really don't have the, the, the wherewithal to absorb a, a cost increase to a 1,000 employees across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I deal with folks that have 12 to 15 to 40 employees. And uh-huh. they have to, you know, how do they control those costs and pay in and cover the mandates that, that Congress and our legislature keep imposing on them.
0: You're there a lot, and as a small business owner, we just don't have the time to sit down at the legislature because things happen and change constantly, and you think you're going to go down there and listen to a bill, and they've postponed it, and so that's another reason that lobbyists are there. They're they're on track. They know what's changing. They know what's going
3: on. They can rally troops when they need them. And we waste a lot of time. <laughs> Let me tell you, we, I, I've learned to pay a lot of solitaire down at the legislature because you're mm-hmm. waiting for your bill to come up and you're mm-hmm. waiting for your bill to come up. So, yeah. yeah, it can be pretty frustrating. But, yeah, no small business person, no no employee is going to go down there and wait hours to testify in a bill. It's So a lot of times I'll try to get testimony presented. And so I'll reach out to some small business owners and have them write something, and I send it to the legislature so they can hear directly from business owners.
1: You know, Randy, I have the same issue when I look on television or even reading through the newspaper and I see that there were, quote unquote, thousands of people at a march protesting against this or protesting against that. And I think to myself, wow, I would like to be able to protest about things too, but I'm so busy at work. I don't have a chance to get out and get away. It seems that the only people that are marching and protesting are either unemployed or they don't need for whatever reason to be out on the job. They're just Maybe their job is to march and protest.
3: Oh Well, that is the third alternative, which is people are being paid to protest. And that's something that the Obama administration started a long time ago. I should say the Obama campaign uh, was uh, Democrats have been very good, as well as the labor unions, have been very good about paying their people to go out and protest. A lot of the times you'll see just hordes of people at the legislature and their union employees who've gotten the day off mm-hmm. from the union to come down and, and be engaged. So that's the frustration is the people that are engaged in the politics are the ones that are paid to be there.
1: Sherry, would you give your Employees a little time off so we can go complain about a bill or a legislative action taking place at the state.
0: Well, if it had direct impact and effect on the business, of course, Mm
1: -hmm. I would. Yeah, but you look at how many bills were passed. I mean, we were looking at a list here of the bills that were passed during the twenty seventeen session that just closed recently, and I'm even at five hundred or three hundred. That's a whole lot of action. In four months,
3: it is, and a lot of it are little technical details, but a lot of them are huge. And I think one of the big ones that'll probably help uh, a lot of local businesses is a, a brewery bill that got passed that allows breweries to, to make more beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a big issue. We have a we have what's called a three tier system where we're controlled by how much liquor is distributed and sold mm-hmm. through a through a, through a distributor system, and the brew pubs have been complaining that they're they've been capped at how much they can produce. Why would we tell Tesla, come move here, but we're only going to make 50 batteries a month? come move here, you know, Ranchera, but you can only build two homes. Mm-hmm. You know, we But yet we do it to our brewery industry. And so that was a big bill, um, at AB 431, and the governor actually signed it in front of a brewery in Carson City the other day, so it was kind mm-hmm. of fun. But that's a big bill. That will help small businesses grow. It also, I, I represent the Nevada Wine Coalition, and we were able to actually get an amendment in that bill to help the wineries grow. So we're trying to really help businesses grow. And that's, so a lot of these are technical little fixes and a lot of them are big issues waiting to see what the governor does on some of them, but uh, kind of a Medicaid bill that essentially would allow people expand Medicaid, which would be a huge cost in Nevada. So we'll see how that happens. A big mm-hmm. pharmacy bill that's going to uh, essentially price controls on insulin. Mm-hmm. So there's some really big issues, and yet there's a lot that deal with real estate.
1: Absolutely, there are. Uh, talking about this AB 431 that you were talking about, because you know what's really important to real estate is beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's important
3: says, to all of us. <laughs> well, yes. so,
1: AB Number 431, it was sponsored by Assemblywoman Bustamante Adams. Mm -hmm. The sponsor is Senator Settlemyer. And what it says is it's an act related to alcoholic beverages, revising provisions governing brew pubs, revising provisions governing a supplier of alcoholic beverages, revising provisions authorizing the operation of wineries in Nevada, revising provisions prohibiting a wholesaler dealer of alcoholic beverages from investing money in a retail liquor store. Providing a penalty and providing other matters properly relating thereto.
3: Don't you love the legal jargon? Yes. I like
1: the thereto at the Did end. Do? I'm going to start putting that in all of my advertising contracts. <laughs> thereto.
3: Kind of just open-ended open <laughs> agreement. Yeah. But real mm-hmm. estate, too. You're right.
1: A lot of uh, bills I saw relate to real estate. So let's talk about some of these uh, just so that we can get a little idea of how much action there is in real estate when we're talking about the Nevada State legislature. Well, I will say
3: that that the realtors are incredible lobbyists. Uh, You've got the Carrera Group, but Jenny Reese and Rocky Fensif are great lobbyists. And they really, realtors are actually, the National Realtor Association is the most powerful lobbying organization in the country. Mm -hmm. They're number one um, in in Washington, D.C., but here they are very important because they employ so many people and it affects so many lives. I'll tell you
1: the other reason realtors are so involved, they get paid on commission. That's true. So they're motivated.
3: They're motivated. Yeah. So
1: Assembly Bill number 133, presented by Assemblyman Elliot Anderson, and 133 says that it's an act relating to real property rights prohibiting adverse action against certain persons for requesting emergency assistance on a rental property in certain cases, specifying that a request for emergency assistance on a rental property does not constitute a nuisance in certain circumstances and providing other matters properly relating to I, it sounds like this is a protection for landlords.
3: Well, it's interesting. There's actually a situation right now in downtown Reno where they're looking at uh, closing some of these boarding homes and converting them into essentially selling them and doing the whole West 2nd oh, Street right, district, right, right. West, mm-hmm. uh, the West 2nd Street district, whatever that district is downtown. So you're looking at um, people that are being kicked out of their homes with very little notice. Yeah. So it seems like this is actually more of a renter protector than it is a landlord protector. And mm-hmm. I think coming from L.A.D. Anderson, it would be protecting... the tenants more than it would be the landlords. Um, but you've got a couple of bills that dealt with that. You've got one that actually passed this session that was killed last session that says if you're a victim of domestic violence and you need to get out of the contract for an apartment. And a lot of times it is a threatened, life-threatening situation. Oh, yeah. So um, I think they tightened the bill a little bit this year. And I, so that I think the governor will probably end up signing that. Well, that but that, that was a big sense. bill. Yeah, now. it makes sense. If
0: you're being abused, you got to get out with the clothes on your back. And you can't be tied to a lease or a rental agreement yeah. if you're trying to disappear
3: right yeah for your own safety <laughs> for your own safety yeah. exactly i actually
1: think it's probably for the safety of the owner of the property too well I mean, as you really well as to, the neighbors yeah.
3: too yeah yes. yes. i mean you think of workplace violence people that come in like just the other day in orlando somebody right. came and went to work and killed four people yeah. no, so no, you horrible. know when people are threatened in a domestic violence situation we need to be taking action to protect the people as well as the neighbors exactly you know, let's mm-hmm. talk
1: about another bill assembly bill number three and the assembly bill is, was uh, sem- uh, presented by Assemblyman Joyner, uh, sponsored Senator Ratty. It's an act relating to cemeteries. Now, this is Nevada Real Estate Radio. I mean, even that small of a property is real estate. So we talk about cemeteries. Clarifying that a cemetery authority is not authorized to order the disinterment and removal of human remains from certain burial plots, requiring a governmental authority to make certain determinations before The cemetery authority can order that disinterment and removal of the human remains. Randy, you know what this is related to?
3: Well, yeah, this is the Mountain View, if I remember right, the, the, the cemetery up by UNR, that they were going to close for and redevelop the land, mm-hmm. which as we're getting closer to UNR, you don't have a lot of land. But that was a bill to stop, even though the cemetery owners did come back and say they were gonna stop their plans on doing this mm-hmm. and be more respectful. Um, this bill was enacted and you gotta remember, the legislature does things, they do two things. They legislate to the minority, And they're very reactive. So this is a very reactive piece of of, uh, legislation that was reacting to a situation that they wanted to stop in Reno.
1: Randy, you know so much about all the bills that are coming through here. You spend so much time at the state capitol. What drives you to want to do this, to really keep up with it? It
3: did start in high school, actually. I worked on my first campaign when I was a junior at Reno High School. I worked on the List for Governor campaign back mm-hmm. in 1978. Mm-hmm. I ended up going to Washington, D.C. after I graduated from college and spent 10 years there as a lobbyist. And just pretty much uh, as one of those la- Laxalt groupies. We used I was an intern for Senator Laxalt. I was inspired by uh, him, by Ronald Reagan. Uh, that was really my era of, uh, of politics.
1: Well, there you go again.
3: <laughs> and that, that was one of the good guys, and he really inspired <laughs> yeah. me. (laughs) a lot of us young people to just get engaged and stay engaged and I I guess I'm a policy wonk I love the process of politics I love Mm -hmm. being able to see something good come from legislation and I just like the process um, and I and I want to say I'm down there and I'm genuine I want to do what's right for my state my mission my goal in life is to make my community a better place and I strive every day to do that in one way, whether I'm working for a nonprofit or helping to change some policies in Nevada.
1: You do noble work as I a try. PR person related to politics, Randy Thompson. I want to ask you more about the difference between SB and AB and what that means and how that started. And Sherry Hill, you're over there in your head. I'm sure you got more questions for our guests, too. I do. All right. When we come back, we're going to continue on Nevada Real Estate Radio with Randy Thompson and Sherry Hill after this. <laughs> SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screens block up to ninety percent of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening Products. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the SunTech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. Senior citizen and military discounts. SunTech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call SunTech solar screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. SunTech
2: solar screening. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. Buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit SummitFunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number two five eight seven five zero. Our branch NMLS number is 104-2857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit
1: funding is an equal housing lender. You're tuned in to 1450 AM and 94.1 FM, the Lotus broadcast stations in Northern Nevada. We're having a great time here on Nevada Real Estate Radio today. My name is Peter Padilla, and I'm enjoying conversation today with two lovely ladies in the studio. Sherry Hill is with us, and Sherry is the wealth protection diva at Sage International. Also with us, Randy Thompson. Randy is a political and governmental public relations expert in Northern Nevada we're joined talking with her about all the things going on at the most recent 2017 legislative session. I couldn't believe, Sherry Hill, how many bills have been presented and actually passed. I bet there's well over 300. I mean, how do they do that? How how do you think they could do that in four months? Is it even possible to do it right? I
0: I don't think it's possible to really vet out a topic. If I had a wish for the legislative session, the wish is we remain every other year, but we reduce how many bills... Your senators and assemblymen can address and you really boil it down to what is critical for this state and i just think that 1200 bills or whatever they're allowed is just ridiculous for for a session that's only in for four months
1: mm-hmm. have you ever gone to the legislature yourself sherry to kind of see what's going on during the absolutely
0: been there many times You know, I'm in an industry that, you know, we form corporations, we form LLCs, and for years we've had to battle the raising of state fees or the introduction of new entities, fighting against the commerce tax or whatever it is that we were trying to accomplish. And Randy hit a good point. She, as a lobbyist, you know, it's all about education. We spent a lot of years trying to educate public officials. What is a registered agent? Why do we matter? How much money we pump into this state? Millions and millions of dollars. And yet we weren't recognized or really appreciated. And so we spent a lot of years actually hiring lobbyists and making sure that our voices were heard. Mm-hmm. And Scott Shearer. I love Scott. Yes. yes the resident agent mm-hmm. guy. Yes. And
3: Matt, Matt, does, Matt Taylor does a great job. Mm-hmm. But talk about a lot of people that have just taken their business elsewhere. Wyoming and Montana oh, and Delaware are now cheaper to incorporate than we are in Nevada. And Absolutely. that's discouraged small businesses. My partner and I formed an LLC, and it was $200. And we haven't even started anything. We're sort of reserving it. And then we wanted to form a corporation at $650. And we haven't done anything yet. We haven't hired anybody. We haven't made a product. We just want to go and reserve the name. And it's just, it's nuts. It's extremely expensive to start a business here now. Well,
0: I and mean, you think about it. We had... Thousands and thousands and thousands of people who formed in this state, who paid their annual filing fees, never drive on our roads, do not put their kids in our schools, tap into none of our services, and yet the last legislative session, the governor raised all the fees and a lot of those people went away. So we lost a whole bunch of money in the budget, which nobody seems to ever want to talk about except me, I guess, wondering, why don't you do a comparison? How much money did we lose out of the general fund because the governor shot the golden goose?
1: Well, there's always political factors involved in politics, and everybody wants to look good. So I'm sure there were plenty of good things to talk about at the legislature, and that's what they're going to focus on. But Sherry, we do need to have a better presence and more involvement with the legislative issues as they come up. But... We're just too busy at work, many of us. The average Joe, like myself, I'm too busy working, so I have to depend on my experts, politicians themselves. It is a noble profession, and they should be doing what we've elected them to do. We maybe don't give them the direction on every little issue, but we trust that they have the education, the confidence, and that they will ask for feedback from their constituents about these new laws that are being proposed, these new bills. Mm-hmm. Randy, why don't you explain to us what's the difference between an A B and an S B?
3: They're generally it's either A B is Assembly Bill and S B is Senate bill, and it depends on who is the sponsor. It's an A B bill, it's an Assemblyman. Mm-hmm. Generally you will get one bill introduced in the House. Ideally you want to get it introduced in both houses. So you'll want a Senate identical bills that are an A, B, and an S speech so that they go through together. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. I mean, you can definitely start something in the assembly. So if something starts in the assembly, it has to pass out of a committee. It has to pass the assembly. And then it goes to the Senate where it's heard in committee and goes to the Senate floor. And if it's passed in its original form, then it goes to the governor for signing or for vetoing. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the Senate bill. And that's kind of just the norm, that they just go through the system. And to Sherry's point, it is hard to hear. I think there's close to over 1,200 bills were introduced. But I can tell you right now, a good 400 of them never got a hearing because they were Republican bills. Oh. And that was kind of the situation two years ago when the Republicans held the legislature. There was probably two to 300 Democrat bills that never got heard. So that's the mm-hmm. antics that, that get played, which is sad because there were some very good bills that just never got a hearing because they had a Republican name well, on it. And
0: opportunities lost because things that would affect the state and employment and some good bills in the last legislative session that never got heard like our overtime laws and some of these ridiculous things we're dealing with the quick fix, everyone should pass, who's not in agreement. And yet what's so amazing, I can remember all the times I went down there, you think there's nobody going to challenge because it's common sense. This should get pat and people literally come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. You, you would never expect that they're going to be opposed or for and it's it's mind boggling yeah. so yeah you i'm sure you see that all the time <laughs> yeah yeah you're just like
3: really how can anybody be against you know yeah. this thing and it's like whoa okay but mm-hmm. that, you know legislation is brought forward because somebody has a problem or somebody wants mm. to fix somebody, or somebody frankly wants to screw mm-hmm. their neighbor or screw their competitor. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the sad part. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of times you're going to see bills that are brought forward to give you an advantage over your competitor. Right. And that's when the legislature really needs to be aware of this is a bad consumer bill. This is an anti competition bill. I worked on one of those bills this year that seemed like it was a public health bill, but it really was an anti consumer bill. Mm-hmm. And over time, we educated enough legislators to say, okay, you're right, this isn't about safety consumers. It's It's really about competition. It's funny that I was actually looking at some bills today and they actually define what text messaging is in statute because who would have thought, four years ago that we needed to understand what text messaging is mm-hmm. but now it's part of our state law explaining what an internet provider is so it's all these things that we are just take for granted but yeah we actually have a definition of text messaging now in legislation.
1: Uh, I might have to read that because I don't get the kind of emojis that I expect to get. <laughs> there you have... go. <laughs> there you go. So more, more real estate action we're talking about on our radio show today with Randy Thompson. Randy is a lobbyist here in northern Nevada for many many years. Sherry Hill too is with us. Sage International's President wealth protection diva and we work with a lot of real estate buyers sellers investors as well so we're looking at some of the bills that have been passed that relate to real estate in one way or another moving on to assembly bill number 209 presented by Assemblyman Oscarson and it says it's an act relating to water revising the criteria that the state engineer must consider in determining whether to extend the time necessary to work a forfeiture authorizing certain extensions for a period of not more than three years and providing other matters properly relating thereto. There it is again, thereto. Yeah. And so water rights, very important to a lot of people in northern Nevada. Uh, did you follow this particular bill? At, by I didn't sure.
3: follow this particular one, but both uh, Pete Kokachia from Eureka and Settlement Oscarson both had some water bills. And the real big water bill was the Southern Nevada Water Authorities, a bill that was essentially trying to take the water away from White Pine County and Lincoln County But we have a funky water law Mm -hmm. where, you know, if you're the first one in, you're the last one out. So you are protected with senior rights. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people have not used that water and it just goes and goes and goes and it's not allocated. So, no, I think both this and Pete Gachia's bills were dealing with the forfeiture process, mm-hmm. um, but you had to show that you were not using it to the best and highest use, is how we explain water. Uh, water is critical. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we've been lucky this year, Vegas has not been as fortunate, so they are still in sort of drought mode. Mm-hmm. But the big fight actually, the bill actually died, uh, which was sort of a, a water grab by Las Vegas. But it's not going away, I'm sure. Of course not. <laughs> yeah.
1: We have another uh, bill here. It's Assembly bill number 246. Assemblyman Kramer, Benitas, Thompson, Daly Hansen, and Titus. Uh, Are involved with this and says it's an act related to regional development, revising provisions relating to the creation of a local improvement district, authorizing the governing bodies of two or more municipalities to jointly create a tax increment area under certain circumstances, and providing other matters properly relating thereto. So, uh, I don't quite understand this, but it sounds to me like uh, two governmental districts are probably close enough to each other. Maybe there's a housing development close to both, and they want to manage them the same way. Am I reading that?
3: Welcome to Trick. This is the Taharino Industrial Center. Uh- Yes. So you've got Story County and Washoe County that are trying to work together to uh, offer um, essentially ways to provide housing specifically for Trick And that's part of the challenge for Story County. Oh, they don't yeah. want to build homes. Why is that? Why don't they want to build homes? Ooh. They're bringing in all
1: this business, but they don't want to build homes?
3: Uh, this is my opinion, uh, so don't try to sue me uh, over this it. This is an editorial. Okay, but we'll This is an editorial. But mm-hmm. you've only got three county commissioners in Story County based on population. If you increase the population, you'd have to increase the number of commissioners. Yeah. That would lose people power. Oh. So Story County Commissioners like to Big be just three of pond? them, exactly. Uh, they don't want to worry about the infrastructure, the sewer and the water to build home. They want the jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, then they don't have to worry about the schools. They don't have to worry about the well, roads. I think Washoe so, County
0: should sue Story County.
3: Well, there was there was actually a <laughs> couple of bills that were sort of dealing with uh, you know Story County. You want to create jobs. You also got to create the infrastructure to support the workers. Mm-hmm. And yet, when you look at it, though, Washoe County is going to benefit from building those homes. Yes, they got to build the schools and the roads and the sewers to go with it. But there was a lot of competition over uh, Story County and Washoe County and how to work together. And yet I've talked with the, the Story County manager and I've talked with the Washoe County manager and they talk almost daily. John Slaughter says they get along fine, who's our Washoe County manager. Mm-hmm. And they they have to get along because we are in a, a regional development. This is not no. a county development. And tri- and now the uh, Truckee River Park that's being built along the Sparks area in Washoe County are just growing and growing, and we need to support that infrastructure with homes specifically mm-hmm. and sparks specifically. So mm-hmm. you had definitely had some issues with sparks in Story County and Washoe County and. Uh, So I'm glad to see some of those bills went through. Some of them weren't as nice to each other. But this one, I think, seems a little more cooperative.
1: I don't think you want me down at the legislature because I think that Washoe County should claim eminent domain (laughs) on Story County and just move in (laughs) and take over that county because we need homes there. They're putting all those factories in there. They don't tell those people where to live. And they're ruining the rental market and, quite frankly, I think ruining the housing market in Reno as well because everything is skyrocketing. There aren't enough places to live. And my understanding is that those jobs at Trick are not paying nearly what I thought they were going to be paying, so it's expensive to be traveling back and forth.
3: It is, well, once they finish that USA Parkway, it'll be interesting to see how popular Dayton becomes. Because uh, you're going to see a lot of folks then being able to live in Dayton and Carson Valley a lot cheaper than the Reno area. So
1: I think single yeah. people are going to be loving to live in Dayton.
3: Yeah, I hear you. It's kind of like uh, living in you know Perump or well actually Perump's getting better, but um, uh, you know Carson Carson Valley is only forty thousand people. So, I'm a
1: big hit uh, in Perump. Yeah. I have a big fan base in Pahrump. I love Perump. <laughs>
3: actually, I love Perump. Yeah, I do too. It's yeah. the gate. Okay, it's to living to in Tote How
1: about right. the <laughs> I love that. You know what? I love it all. I even love Wabuska. All right. Hey, we're going to talk about a couple more bills because I want to continue to inform our real estate professionals and anybody looking to buy real estate. Everything's going, going on that happened in the 2017 legislature at the state of Nevada. But we have to take a break. We're going to come back with more with Randy Thompson and Sherry Hill after this message. But first, let's hear what Sherry Hill has to say about real estate investing in northern Nevada and all across the country. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva.
0: As mentioned last week for a 1031 exchange to be valid, the IRS takes the 45-day and 180-day requirements very seriously. The 45-day identification period seems more like a requirement designed to annoy than to actually accomplish any useful purpose. Many people are hesitant to engage in 1031 exchanges knowing they have only 45 days to locate and identify replacement property, especially when you're in a hot real estate market and inventory is scarce. However, in practice, it usually takes time to sell the relinquished property and more time still to complete the escrow process. Presuming you are diligent in trying to locate your replacement property, in practice there is usually much more time than just the 45 days available. For example, if it takes 30 days to sell your relinquished property and another 45 days to close the escrow, you really have 120 days to identify the replacement property, 30 days to sell, plus 45 days of escrow, plus 45 days allowed by the Internal Revenue Code. Of course, you can negotiate a longer escrow period or negotiate a contingency in the sale agreement that makes the closing contingent on your ability to locate a suitable replacement property. I strongly suggest you work with real estate agents who are trained in 1031 exchanges because these types of contingencies introduce a sometimes unacceptable degree of uncertainty into the transaction. It's critical that you, as the investor, along with your real estate agent, qualified intermediary, tax and legal counsel, be knowledgeable in the exchange rules and procedures. Next week, I'll jump into how to identify your replacement property.
1: You know, when it gets really hot outside, the first thing I want to do is get cool inside. It's not always easy, especially if your air conditioner is running full-time anyway. Well, I've discovered something new. SunTech solar screens. Yes, just by putting up these special high-tech SunTech solar screens, your home will be much cooler than you would even believe without having to plug something in or turn it up on high. You see, they're just screens, but they're special screens. They block up to 90% of the heat coming in through your window. So that means you've got a cooler home, daytime, nighttime, it doesn't matter. You can live much more comfortably without increasing your cooling costs by calling the good folks at SunTech Solar Screening. Ask for Daryl Carr, 775-224-5093. Tell him Peter sent you. Call SunTech Solar Screens. Today in the studio, I'm talking to two... Wonderful guest, Sherry Hill is the CEO of Sage International, also known as the Wealth Protection Diva, and Randy Thompson, political strategist and lobbyist here in northern Nevada. Spending a lot of time at the state capitol during the legislative sessions, and we just wrapped up the 2017 session. Has it really been two years since you've been at the state capitol, Randy, or are you there more often?
3: I'm generally just there during the sessions. They do have interim committees. Well, they do get into regulations, which is something that we probably need to be monitoring more because, boy, if you can't pass it through legislation, you do it through regulation. So, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I'm generally just down there every other year. Uh-huh. Um, you live here in you live in, in, I live in Reno. In Reno. Yeah. Yes.
1: And uh, when there is not a legislative session, the I mean, certainly there are people that are preparing for the next session coming up. So our next session now is going to be in 2019. Is now the time when people have bills that they want to introduce? Are they starting to work on them already? Are people starting to talk to you about how they're going to present things and work on things at this time?
3: Actually, talked to a client today that we're going to set up a meeting probably in September. We're going to wait at least through the summer. But we had an issue with a bill that just couldn't get written right. So I'm going to reach out to a couple of legislators and ask them to set up a meeting with our Legislative Council Bureau. And yeah, we're going to start rewrite. We're going to start writing bills right away. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is at least the first uh, deadline for legislation will be December of 2018 so you will have a few months to uh, look at bills but they will start right away mm-hmm. yeah and now is the time to kind of look at what did we get fixed I talked to a guy that makes mead today Hey, yes hey, I I to, to and mead. I talked about you <laughs> I said I have I know some beekeepers and he asked me if the winery bill that I just worked on if it relates to mead. he says well is there any chance to fix this I said in two years so let's start talking now about do we need to fix this bill for mead so yeah just today I had two conversations on legislation that won't happen for two years but you got to start planning and you need to talk to legislators to reserve uh, a bill because even though they only get five, which is, you know, four too many, um, there's always somebody coming in and saying, can I get this fixed? And even a little fix, like adding mead into wineries, takes a bill. That's a bill. Wow. So that's kind of the challenge. Now, I was able to get an amendment to the winery bill attached to 431. So I just came in and offered an amendment. So there's always that a- aspect, too. But the, really, the ideal thing is you get out there early, you talk to a legislator, you reserve a bill draft called a bill draft request, or BDR, and you start working on these issues well in advance.
0: You know, some people aren't going to be back in the legislative yep. session. So there's going to be elections. And so the work really is begins now starting to educate potentially people who are going to be running for the legislature, those that are leaving for her. It's full time.
3: Yeah. But when I'm not lobbying at the legislature, I do a lot of legislative work for Congress. So Mm -hmm. I'll do advocacy work. We call it PR or advocacy, Mm -hmm. where I get someone to write Congressman Amade or Senator Heller and and say, hey, this is important to me. Because a lot of people, we talk about being active, but most of us don't really like send that letter to a senator or that email. And they really do matter. If you look at the legislative website, they actually have an opinion page. And you can go on and see the number of people that have posted their vote yes or no on a bill. Mm. So advocacy really does matter. Legislators well, really do listen to us, and we I, need to be active. I have
0: to tell you, though, two years ago when we were talking about the whole raising in the state fees, I wrote to every single one, both Senate and Assembly, and I heard back from four. Mm-hmm. So the Gang of 62, I heard from four. Wow. Well, that was a little disheartening. It is. Yep. So when we talk about getting engaged and getting involved... There are those of us who do it, but then you're like, are these people listening? Are they, what are they doing? So Well, curious. I will say one
3: of the clients I worked with, Nevada Firearms Association, and on one bill, we had people send 800 emails. So it's hard to respond to all 800 people. But believe me, they knew. I mean, I, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee goes, Randy, I got your message. I heard from your people. So that is the challenge, is you get people that are overly active, which is great, but they read them, and they will tally how many yeses and how many noes. They will do a account- count so it does matter. You might not hear back from them, but I just sent Senator Dennis from Las Vegas a note yesterday, and I heard back from them. Of course, it's out of session now. It's a little right. easier. But now is a great time, and all their emails are online at the legislative site. Um, it's just their first and last name, and then the symbol at, and then... But it's very simple to contact your legislators, and they really do read those emails. They get overwhelmed sometimes, I know, but they do.
1: Our guest today, Randy Thompson. She's a lobbyist and a political strategist here in northern Nevada for many, many years, has a great background, and very easy to communicate with you, Randy. I re- we really enjoy talking with you. It seems like there are so many bills, and only so many assemblymen, and so many uh, in the Senate, that they really can't read them all. I've always wondered, are certain legislators, certain assembly people, just focused on a few issues, and then if they get bills coming in their direction that they don't know about, they just kind of ignore them, or vote no, so that they won't have to be responsible for any changes?
3: I'll say... Every legislator I've dealt with, and I've dealt with most legislators they read our bills. They read the bills. They look at them. Whether they're interested in them or not, they get engaged. And you can't help but it when you're at a hearing to be listening to the testimony, to be listening and reading the bills. Mm-hmm. So I'm impressed with with Democrats and Republicans alike. They really are very conscientious down there. Mm-hmm. And whether I agree with them or not, they are reading the bills. They are getting engaged. During the uh, the last few weeks, there was this this pile I saw on one legislator's desk of amendments. Amendments come on yellow pieces of paper. And there were probably... Probably 200 bills with amendments. And I remember talking to one attache and she said, Randy, if it weren't for lobbyists, we would not know what to do because you guys come in and say, OK, because I'm only tracking maybe five or six bills. But Mrs. Tolls is tracking all 1,200. Yeah. I come in and I say, OK, this bill will do this. This bill will do that. And most lobbyists are going to come in and give you both sides this bill would do X and X. It's, you know This is this is the unintended consequence. of This is why I want you to vote no. Mm-hmm. But this is why this is being put. We have to be subject matter experts. We really do. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to explain very quickly what this bill will do to a legislator. And they're going to say, okay, I either agree or I disagree. But I would say most Nevada legislators are very conscientious and they are really looking. They, they definitely have their own interests. I know Mrs. Tolls, Jill Tolls, who is a, fir- a freshman this year, her big issue was sex trafficking and dealing with some of those issues, but she was articulate and aware of every bill that I had her I, in in a committee. She was tracking them all, and she was mm-hmm. you know so she was reading. Mm-hmm. And I know it takes a lot of work. It, they don't get a lot of sleep in those yeah. hundred and twenty days. So I really admire what they're doing, and I appreciate what they're doing. I don't get don't always agree, but I appreciate and admire their work.
1: Randy, as a lobbyist, I presume that you work for companies or or organizations that get together and say, hey, there's an issue for our special interest group let's say it's beekeepers so we contact you and we need some legislation passed on because you beekeepers.
3: want to make mead wine yes you might yeah. want to make
1: mead wine or or bee wine or something like that but Do you ever work for just individuals?
3: Yeah, I actually was hired by 1-800 Contacts this session, which is just one company. It's a big company, but it was just one company was concerned about one bill. Mm -hmm. I worked with the Balanced Budget Amendment Task Force, which is an organization, but they were tracking just one bill. They wanted it to die. Mm -hmm. So I work for NFIB, National Federation of Independent Business. We have about 2,000 small business members across the state, Mm -hmm. and every now and then I'll hear from one member that says, "Can you work this issue for me?" And of course I will, because if it's going to impact any business, I want to help. Yeah. But, but generally, yeah, I'll do one company or I'll do a organization.
1: Do you do a public relations work for nonprofit organizations?
3: Mm-hmm. I do. I used to, I did a lot of work for the Humane Society years ago, You uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Uh, I actually was the uh, executive director of Nevada Gifted and Talented back in the 2007 legislature mm-hmm. uh, and actually worked to, uh, pro bono to create a grant writing position that even Governor Gwen back then didn't know that there was no grant writer for education at the state. Mm-hmm. And there's millions of dollars and actually probably billions of dollars in grants available to states, but we had no grant writer for the state of Nevada. So I worked with then Senator Barbara Sagaski, who's now our secretary of state, mm-hmm. to get a bill introduced that created the position of a grant writer for the state of Nevada to do, go out and do educational outreach um, and, and get grants for gifted and talented education as well as special education. So I'll do – I've done work like that in the past as well.
1: I have to tell you again, we mentioned it at the beginning of the show, you're a columnist for the Reno Gazette Journal, and I read your articles. It's always fascinating to hear that you're keeping the pulse on the community. This last time, I think you were talking about diabetes, I and <laughs> and uh, how even animals can get. Diabetes. Well, you write about things besides politics, obviously. Well,
3: I love it when people send me ideas. I had a woman that emailed me, worried about the fluoridation bill that was at the legislature, which fortunately died because it was voted upon by the people at one point, and they didn't want fluoridation in their water in Washoe County. I get inspiration from my readers. And actually, it's funny, now I'm getting several emails from Dr. Greenwald, who does diabetes research in Reno, uh, sending me some more information. And so I love to see what interests people. I got a note, actually, from Dennis, Reno News Review, Dennis Myers, that he just lost his cat uh, last month and they think it may have been diabetes. So it's it's always interesting to see what kind of feedback I get from uh, my readers. And I do try to, even if they disagree with me, there's one guy in, in Reno that just doesn't like me, but he writes me and he says, you know, every now and then I'll agree with you. So I like that. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. And even if you disagree with me, that's fine. I mean, I've had some of my very dear friends call me and say, I can't believe that you wrote like this, but I've enjoyed doing it. I, you know, I do get paid by the Gazette, not a lot, but I get paid to get, to do this. And every now and then I just say, the money's just not worth it. The time's just not worth it. Because I will spend hours on these articles doing research on diabetes or or, or Medicaid. That was another issue that I talked about recently. So, mm-hmm. But I'm learning so much. I like to be abreast of what's happening in our community. I
1: believe that you do not have to be on the government payroll to be a public servant. And the work that you do, it really informs all of us. And you're not paid for that part of it. And I really appreciate what you do. Well, I, mean, I just
3: want people to get involved because it is our government. And we need to remind people that it is is our government yes in
1: case anybody wants to reach you direct we're going to put all of your contact information on our website Nevada nevadarealestateradio.com and i hope you'll come back and talk to us again because it's always delightful to chat with you and you know so much about what's happening at the capital city
3: oh let's then thank goodness they've gone home so we're safe for another <laughs> another 18 months yeah you yeah. <laughs> go
1: back to my favorite restaurant
3: Oh, Adele's? Or? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes, we love yes.
1: Adele's. There's so many good restaurants. In
3: oh, Kansas, the Basil so. and Garibaldi's and, yeah, and I mean,
0: Sassafras. Cowboy Cafe, which is down in Minden. I really like that yeah. one too. Oh, there's so. some great restaurants down yeah. in
1: Carson. Sure. Wasn't it great having Randy on the show? Yes, before? it
0: was. As you can see, I was very quiet because I was totally interested in what <laughs> she was saying. You so. know,
1: that's not normal, but uh, I, I know was good. That. But she is fantastic. So <laughs> uh, you have great insight for our listeners too, Sherry Hill we always are looking at the bills that are going through the state the legislature and i know you stay up on anything that has to do with real estate because you work with so many real estate investors It's nice to have somebody that can explain a few things for us about what's happened and what's maybe going to happen again at the next legislature. But uh, you offer great insight, great questions for our listeners and feedback as well. And I want to thank you for joining us today too. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. If you are a real estate investor or an entrepreneur, you have a business, you want to start a business, you want to improve your business, Sherry Hill is the person to talk to. I've got all your contact information on our website too. Sherry, thank you very much for joining us. Brian Delisle from Coit Cleaning and Restoration Services will be joining us talking about not only the cleaning of the carpets, but also who you call when you've had major damage due to a flood or other damage that has messed up your carpets. Coit, you've got to keep them in mind. We'll be right back. SunTech Solar Screening adds elegance, comfort, and privacy to your home. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screens block up to ninety percent of the sun's heat and glare. SunTech Solar Screening proudly features Pfeiffer Screening Products. Three five two nine three nine six. SunTech Solar Screening combines expert craftsmanship, attention to detail, and state-of-the-art materials to deliver a precision fit of heat repellent technology. SunTech Solar Screening adds comfort and style to your home all summer long. Call for a free estimate and you'll feel the difference immediately just by holding up the Suntech solar screen. Don't suffer any longer as temperatures soar into the 90s and 100s. 352-9396. Senior citizen and military discounts. Suntech solar screens pay for themselves with lower cooling costs all summer long. Make shade while the sun shines. Call Suntech Solar Screening for a free estimate. 352-9396. Suntech Solar Screening.
4: Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans.
1: Caliber Home Loans located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada 89509. Equal housing lender. You're tuned in to 1450 AM and 94.1 FM. a Lotus broadcast stations in Northern Nevada and this is Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla and I'm really glad to be with you today. The best day of my week is wednesdays that's when we're on the radio and i get to talk to some really incredible people about things that are on a lot of people's minds real estate yes there's more to talk radio than politics i'm really tired of politics how about you how about something more positive that we can talk about and that is opportunities when it comes to real estate northern nevada let's face it it's booming nobody wants to say that but it truly is booming I know it's booming because I saw it happen in the early 2000s. It's happening again, only this time there's a lot more caution. Many people are thinking now's the time might be to sell the house. We finally got through that big downturn, and now we want to sell our home. But what do we need to do to get it ready? I guarantee you there are a lot of deals that you've got to get ready on paper. But what about the house itself? Well, with, with us today to talk about getting the house ready for sale... Is Brian Delisle. He's the business development manager at Coit Cleaning and Restoration Services.
5: Thank you very much, Peter. It's great to be here this morning speaking with you.
1: I've heard so much about Coit all throughout my years in the radio and television business. Uh, Coit has been around a long time. Let our listeners know what Coit is about.
5: Yeah, Coit started back in, uh, well, about 65 years ago in San Francisco. And the company is actually named after uh, Coit Tower from oh, the. Uh, mm-hmm tribute to the firemen from the great quake they had out there. So Mm -hmm. we've been in the business for a long, long time, Uh, drapery cleaning, and then people's needs changed to carpet cleaning and tile cleaning. And as people's uh, needs have changed on their cleaning services for the materials they have in their homes, uh, COIT has uh, developed along the way to uh, stay up with the market.
1: COIT is not just in Nevada, not just in California. It's in a lot of states.
5: Yeah, they uh, did a franchise, a breakout uh, a few years back and started franchising their name and their services all over the country.
1: So one of the things that a lot of people don't know about Coit, I believe, I I think most people probably think Coit is a carpet cleaning company. But the reality is you do a lot more. When you talk about restoration, you're talking about things that will happen because of damage. Like there was some flooding, for instance, in the Lemon Valley area. There were fires not... That long ago, I think it was about a year ago in Washoe Valley. I mean, it seems like there's always something going on that needs some quick attention and repair. Either the home is is damaged to the point where people can't live in it, or the home is damaged to the point that it can't be sold or a mortgage can't be taken out of it. I imagine a lot of your work, many times, has to be done on a rush basis.
5: Several years ago, the owner of our company uh, realized that the equipment that we have could be used for those purposes. And he began to change his business focus more towards the uh, remediation and restoration for Mm -hmm. flood and fire and sewer damage. And, yeah, when uh, people get into those situations, they need help quick. You serviced
1: over 500,000 homes in the U.S. last year alone. And uh, this is something that it just seems like is growing and growing because people, I believe, Brian, are more concerned about taking care of the homes they live in than ever before. Because I think people can truly see that a home – is really an investment even if it's your primary residence i mean people invest a lot of their money a lot of their life into their home if the home is nice and tight and ultra clean you can probably get a better price for it
5: yeah it shows much better even when you have company over i mean it just shows much better your living situation and how you are with your family Mm -hmm. and entertaining your friends it's nice to have a nice uh, clean home for everyday situations, but it's really important when you sell because you're going to want to get top dollar uh, out there in the market. I am of the opinion that a cleaner home
1: really establishes the the basis for a more positive lifestyle.
5: Yeah, a cleaner home is a healthier home, and it leads to healthier pets. It leads to healthier people, children, Mm -hmm. grandchildren, visitors. Mm -hmm. A healthy home is a happy home, and and that involves a cleaner home.
1: You know, I don't like to thump the Bible just like I don't like to thump politics. But there is something to be said about an old adage that cleanliness is next to godliness, right? Yeah, yeah I, mean, I agree. I mean, you can feel so good when things are clean. It's just, it's really amazing. And I don't think there's enough focus on that in America, Brian, where we take pride in our neatness, our cleanliness, our, look, I mean, you said that we, you see a lot of people dressed as they stroll through town. or I mean, people don't seem to care that much anymore about how they look like people used to 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. People used to get all dressed up before they went to the post office.
5: Especially on Sundays. <laughs> they always wore their Sunday best back in yes. the day. Yes.
1: I think the same thing maybe happened to people's homes. And I, I think that America, and we can start this right here in northern Nevada, should really focus on, hey, northern Nevada is one of the cleanest places in the country it is one of the neatest places in the country it's one of the most beautiful places in the country because we make it that way and i can see that your business quite cleaning and restoration services focuses on the same thing maybe you don't say it the same way but it's all about being clean
5: yes it uh, certainly is um you know when you see someone whose uh, appearance is generally um down uh, it says a lot about them to everybody that they meet Yeah. And if you follow through and happen to be uh, over at their house or at their work, it follows through into their work habits, their living habits, things like that. We're so busy these days um, with life and paying bills and stuff like that that not a lot of people have a lot of energy to spend on their cleaning, their appearances, and things that, that really do matter. And if they focused more on that a little bit, I think it would help their overall outlook on life.
1: You bet. You can spend a few dollars uh, to get a professional cleaner to come into your home, and it can change your life. Like buying a car, if you're buying a beat-up car or a beat-up house, it's probably because it's been treated that way, and there's probably not a lot of life left to it. But if you make your home look beautiful and attractive and inviting, the chances are people will be able to visualize what they would do with that home and maybe take it to the next level beyond just cleaning carpets and that's how how the business started many years ago now you are one of the most respected flood fire water mold and damage restoration companies in the country as well as locally i mean that is a big thing for people that have emergencies and emergencies happen people you trust trust coit that's your slogan at coit cleaning and restoration services so your offices are here in northern nevada in reno how far out do you travel to do your work
5: Oh, my goodness, probably 100 miles in all directions at any given time. Uh, We're out in uh, Yarrington today, Uh Dayton and Gardnerville, and uh, we've been up in uh, Chico doing work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So our radius is is pretty wide, and we have a a lot of trucks, a lot of equipment, and uh, a lot of staff.
1: Well, we love the research we've done on your company. I've known of Quick Cleaning and Restoration Services for many, many years. Glad I finally got to meet somebody that's on the inside. Brian Delisle, Business Development Manager. In case anybody wants to contact you or maybe schedule some cleaning, talk about some restoration services, what's the best way?
5: Give us a call at uh, 775 322 4266. All right.
1: We've got all your website information and your contact information going to our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way, we'll make it easy for people to find you.
5: That sounds good.
1: I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in as well. My name is Peter Padilla, your host. We love talking with you too about our radio shows. If you have any comments, suggestions, or you would like to come and join us on Nevada Real Estate Radio, send an email, peter at nevadarealestateradio.com. And we'll talk with you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody.
0: You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.
4: Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans.
1: Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. Equal housing lender.